Hey, what's going on, people? Um, welcome to this episode of Raise Your Voice. This is your host, Pete Cooks, and um, let's get right to it. Um, on this past week, I had um the opportunity to sit in on a symposium that was entitled COVID-19 in Education. It was a pretty good um conversation. You know, I had some dynamic speakers, you know, on the um the call, the Zoom call, and um, shared a lot of um, information, opinions, but ultimately, you know, when it comes to COVID-19 and education, still a lot of things up in the air. You know, a lot of people feel like the children need to be back in the school buildings face-to-face interaction as far as education, and they're saying that, you know, because children are doing school from online they're not learning this that or the third and um it it, you know it it it, great information you know but in my opinion you know instead of solutions we compounded the issue with having more questions you know more uncertainty you know and i'm just gonna jump in you know i'm gonna use the um the format because he had my good friend he had some questions you know that he would point it you know towards the speakers on the panel you know and we had an opportunity to give our answer but I wanted to get a little deeper in, into those con- that conversation and those questions and I'm just gonna restate them and I'm gonna give my my own um answers you know from my opinion you know because i'm one i feel that children do not need to be back in school buildings you know given the fact that we are now seeing um spikes and cases reported for the virus and um you know they like to they want to use numbers you know but as i stated in the um and on the symposium and I'm going to cover it in in, in this conversation is we have to throw data out of the window you know we have to throw it out of the window you know it may be good data you know but can it be trusted you know and for them to say that because we have low instances of children contracting the virus and then eventually it becomes severe and they wind up um perishing you know or 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 dying pretty much you know uh, i i i don't buy that you know that's not a lesson me as a parent i want to find out the hard way you know because my demographic has been affected at 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 extreme extremely high rate you know and, and because of underlying issues as far as health issues because of lack of adequate health care affordable health care diet um stress factors in the community you know it, it we are highly susceptible to getting this virus and it's and it and it and it can be deadly you know and i and with these numbers if underlying issues you know you can't use those numbers for kids because it is recorded cases of children catching this virus you know and and i don't know the the full extent you know i would encourage anybody to do their own independent research but i'm just basing it on my opinion you know i just don't feel like it's safe enough for me to send my daughter back to a learning environment 
where the only thing that she has to protect herself is a mask, six feet, and some hand sanitizer. You know, and it doesn't look like they're gonna have any type of um, anything in the in the near future. And whatever they're coming up with, it's only test and trial right now. And you don't ever want to be the, uh, the the first person in line for any test or any trial. You know, because given, and I'm not racist, I'm just stating fact. For, for, for people of color, black people, this country has a terrible history with, with, with um, um, test um, subjects with black people. I could just think of, of, of the Tuskegee experiment where they injected individuals with the syphilis virus. Some got it and some didn't. The ones that got it, they wind up dying from it, infecting the community, you know, causing um, birth defects and everything, you know, and, and, and they knew that they did this, you know, but they didn't do it to anybody other than the black people. You know, so I'm not one to, you know, I, I question vaccines anyway, you know, from the time my daughter was born, you know, she got a vaccination shot and she broke out in the area, you know, and I took her back to the doctor immediately. And they're trying, they tried to tell me that she had eczema, you know, eczema. And, and, and I was like, um, she didn't have that before she got the shot. You know, that is a direct result from the vaccination and I've always been suspect about vaccines from then you know and and, and given the fact that any vaccine that they come up with for this virus is gonna have some some amount of the virus in it this coronavirus in it and for black people is that a chance that you really want to take with your life with any amount of this virus going into you because just like the flu those that take the flu shot, eventually they wind up catching the flu. So if you take this coronavirus vaccine that they're coming up with, is there a high susceptibility that you may contract the virus, you actually get coronavirus? And then what happens? Because it, 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 it attacks your immune system. You know, it attacks organs, heart, kidneys, liver, lungs, and who knows what else they're talking about. You have some type of... Uh, of uh, a brain um, damage that's a possibility see it, it, it's too many things that could go wrong with this thing for me to be like you know what I'm sending my kid back you know I know that it's gonna be hard for middle schoolers to social distance let alone keep a mask on for seven and a half hours a day except for when they're eating you know um, they, they're not going to be able to use use the water fountains you know the the you know it, it's just too many variables but you know you get you get the, the the scope of where i'm going with this you know and i'm not going to use statistics or none of that you know i'm going to restate these questions that we talked about i'm going to give my answer and if you want statistics and things of that nature you can find statistics and things of that nature on the cdc website the who website and there's a lot of other websites sites out there that can give you that information but for for this for this purpose i am not going to be sharing um data you know i'm going to just be answering the questions you know as a concerned parent you know, as a concerned member of society, you know, and, and I'm going to voice my opinion. I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to speak the truth, even if it hurts. So with that being said, 
you know, the first question that was posed or was given to the panelists that were on the symposium that was on the symposium was why do you think it is such an urgent push to get kids back into school? Excuse me. Well, for me, simply it's a political it's political. You know, it, it's it's a travesty that this virus has gone to the point of being a, a, a pawn or, or some type of um, gauge of how the Democrats are doing or how the Republicans are doing or whatever, you know, when it comes to making decisions about what needs to be done, as it's been stated, the Democrats want to keep the schools um, open and uh, keep the schools closed and the Republicans want the schools open and, and, and the Democrats, they want to keep the um, economy and people home from work and the Republicans want to do this you know and, and, and nobody wants to take responsibility i've said it from the beginning you know the the responsibility starts at the head you know and this thing got way out of control simply because the commander-in-chief of this country the president you know donald trump he didn't want to take responsibility he didn't take responsibility in the beginning and he still hasn't taken responsibility to to date you know uh, and I always say, if we had a leader that had some balls to do what was necessary in the beginning, we could have gotten a control of this situation. And then from there, we could have could have been in, in, in a much better place We're 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 leading the world and cases reported and deaths. You know, we're leading the world and cases reported and for uh, and death. You know, and he wants to say the case cases reported or recorded is due to such a great job we're doing in testing. That's a lie. He wants to say that death is uh, how do we know that it was the coat? Listen, I don't know that. All I know is it's something out here that's making people sick. It's something out here that people are dying from. And whatever it is, it has people, I wouldn't say in a, a, a strong, a strong state of fear, but you have people in a very, very serious place of concern and caution. And some of them may even be fearful. And anybody that says that they don't operate in a, and from, from a position of fear in any aspect, of, they're not being truthful with, with themselves. You know, if being fearful is not something that's bad, you know, fear should make you want to take action. Fear should make you want to do do pre preventative maintenance and stop being reactive. Be proactive. That's what fear should be doing in these instances. You know, and for people to say that because you're fearful or whatever, it, it, the conversation, it has to do with your faith. I, listen, we're going to take faith out of the situation. People are dying and what needs to be done. So in my estimation, why do I think? It's a push to get kids back in school. It's a political thing. It, 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 politicians think it it will be a good look for a re-election bid. You know, that's what they think. You know, that's what they think in this whole instance. And, and it's sad that th this this thing has become more about an economy and a re-election bid more so than people. And that, and right now, our children are at stake. You know, it, that, that's not something that we should have to have to be considering. We should have individuals in elected officials in positions that listen to the their constituents and hear what their constituents are saying. Irregardless, I mean, if they want to open the schools, then it, it shouldn't be a one size fit all for everybody, meaning that 
all the kids are going to be in school. It should be an option. You know, if the parents, if you have parents that want their children to go face to face and things of that nature, then that should be an option. If you have parents that are not sure about, you know, the 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 face to face thing, then they should have an online option. It shouldn't be that the bottom line is all the kids are expected to be back in school. You know, that shouldn't just be that's what's thrown out there and everybody should be uh, made to adhere to it. You know, because in regards to what they're what they're saying, my daughter will not be going into any school building. You know, not until we get I mean, for me, chalk up the first six months of the school year. Revisit the issue in January. If things look a little different, we've come up with some some other type of measures, you know, to to try to make sure our kids are safe. And it's no absolutes. But I, I, I mentioned on the call that um, that some of these school districts, they have less than 60 days to put something in place and nobody knows what to do. Nobody really knows what they're doing outside of the guidelines that the CDC has given. And, and, and for the most part, they say that those guidelines will be expensive to implement to near impossible. You know, so how do you expect for for these people to be put in that situation, you know, or parents to be like, you know what? I'm just going to send my kid to school anyway. I, I don't dislike my child enough like that to, to, to just put her in a situation where I know it's not safe. You know, I, I'm sorry. You know, I would rather my daughter. She wants to go back to school. She wants to be with her friends and things of that nature. And I want her to get back there one day. But right now, it's just not safe. You know, and, and I would rather her be upset with me for a little while than for me to grieve for the rest of my life. As I've said in times past and conversations past that for me to grieve for the rest of my life because I made a, a decision that I knew was in her better interest. You know, so, yes, I believe it's a political, a political thing why they're trying to put these kids back in these school buildings, which makes no sense, makes no sense. Question number two was, what mechanisms, systems, and procedures do you think should be put in place in order for the students to return to school, to return to the school setting? It's nothing that they can put in place. You know, nothing. You know, because again, you, you, you expect for kids, you know, 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-olds, you know, to sit in a school for seven hours a day, seven and a half hours a day with a mask on. What about the little kid? What about the kids that have asthma issues, bronchitis issues? You know, what about the kids that, that have learning disabilities where it's just a task to get them to sit still and pay attention to, to the assignment for the day? You know, it, it that it's nothing that you could do, you know, to get these kids back in their setting outside of them having some type of antiviral shot where, you know, you get this shot. And I'm not talking about a vaccine. I'm not talking about a vaccine because vaccines understanding what goes into a vaccine you know and understand that it, 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 it it's a money grab behind the scene because don't get it twisted it's people that create issues to profit off issues you know and right now i firmly believe that it's some people behind the scene playing god or playing these hunger games you know in this attempt for population control and i'm not saying that 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 it, a conspiracy or nothing but all everything that you look at this thing is not natural. You know, it's not natural. You know, it's, it's an unnatural instance. 
you know, to where you have a virus that attacks our systems, you know, and it, it's nothing. And really, they just gave it the coronavirus name. You know, it hasn't really truly been identified what it is that people are dying from. You know, it could be some type of technology that they're talking about. It could be a whole myriad of things. But what I do know is people are getting sick and people are dying. So what mechanisms that they can um, put in place, in my opinion, nothing nothing see i work for one of the big three automakers you know and and it took them three months of meetings and trying this and trying that and granted they had a pattern from 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 operations from overseas like in italy and, Ch and china and germany places like that that they can model what they needed to do in america you know but at the same token it still took them three months almost four months to implement something and you expect for these schools to do something in less than 60 days right behind my home there's a a, a school i haven't seen any type of um um companies over there implementing you know plastic whatever you know anything basic you know only thing cars i've seen over there that probably belong to 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 janitors that are working you know over the summer to maintain a building haven't seen nothing major and if they're expecting the custodians to get this stuff done that ain't even fair see when you do things in haste you make mistakes and right now a mistake can cost people their children better yet what if a child gets uh, what if a child contracts the virus then he goes home you know now everybody in the house has to quarantine for 14 days Every child in the classroom has to quarantine for 14 days. Every child's family has to quarantine for, for 14 days. And I, and I haven't even got to the people that they may have come in contact with. The teacher may have, the teacher's going to have to quarantine. Her family is going to have to quarantine. You see the domino effect and they want to send, and, and who's going to pay for all of this stuff? Are those days off? Are they going to be paid leave? What is it? You know, how, how, how does that work? So it's, it really is nothing that they could put in place right now to make me feel comfortable enough to send my child back to back to a school building. It's nothing they could put in place or, or try to say or do that would make me feel comfortable with anybody's kid going back to, to, to school right now. You know, it, it, I just don't I just don't I just don't see how it works, you know, and then they want to use these backstories you know talking about the level of depression with the kids being out of school and away from their friends and the level of child abuse and the level of children not getting the nutritional you know things that they get when they come to school like lunch and breakfast but here's the problem with that that whole backdrop to try to use that as a reason why <clears throat> excuse me we need to get the kids back into schools this stuff was going on before this COVID thing took place and they wasn't trying to address the issue then you know it wasn't a major deal then to the point where they were talking about cutting federal funds because schools weren't doing enough about bullying you know school kids was committing suicide because they they were, were being bullied now what about that child that was being bullied and had the opportunity to stay home and be homeschooled or learn online and didn't have to encounter that bully what about that child you know the abuse thing it, that stuff was going on before the covid situation broke out 
you know and then another story they wanted to use is you look at the homeless people and, and they're living outside and you don't see too many reported cases of death with them how do we know because I, i'm sure that's not something that's being tracked or traced you know and how do we know they they find a homeless person dead somewhere in america every single day how do we know what they died from because they since they're nobody they don't have no family no nothing they probably just pick the body up throw it on the gurney take it to the morgue or whatever and cremate it and that's that there's no need to do no autopsy to find out what they perish from or they they, they pass from you know so <clears throat> it's not anything that they could do you know to make me feel comfortable it's no mechanisms, no anything that they could do right now to make me feel comfortable enough to send my daughter back to a school building. The third question was, what is the real truth about COVID-19? Well, I just pretty much said what the real truth is, you know, and, and people said that you, sh you can't personalize it and be fair in assessing what needs to be done. Well, listen, my experience has been personal. You know, the first 30 days of this situation, I lost six people. You know, not people I read about and none of that stuff. People I actually knew. You know, people I actually knew. Six people. So I was, can you imagine my state of mind losing somebody every week? The first 30 days, you know, and I was deemed an essential employee and I had to go to work and this stuff. It was so bad for me that I was literally leaving out of the house in the morning, holding my breath until I got in my vehicle. I was afraid to deep breathe deeply leaving out of my house because i didn't know that if this stuff was airborne or not you know so the covid it, the real truth is it's something out there that's killing people people are getting sick and people are dying is it the covid virus i i'm not sure is it something else i'm not sure only thing i could tell you from my own experiences the death part of this situation is real you know ain't nothing fake about that now, are the numbers being skewed because, you know, supposedly, you know, hospitals get a certain kickback for labeling every case, the COVID-19 case? I, I have no idea. All I know is this thing broke out. The people I knew died from what they said was the COVID virus. And that's that that's my truth. I don't know about all that other stuff. You know, I, I, I don't I don't know about it. You know, so my truth, you know, with this is it's real. You know, and, and as I stated on that on that call, people of color, we don't have a luxury of playing by our own rules or by somebody else's guidelines because of the effect it's having on our community. We have to be extra vigilant, you know, because of all of the underlying issues that we find in, in black communities across America, you know, and it's obvious they don't care. You know, they don't care. You know, so keep it moving. The next question was, what impact has the pandemic had on children emotionally? Well, I could speak from my own perspective, you know, because me and my daughter, 11 years old, she'll be 12 going into the seventh grade. We've literally sat down and had conversations about it to where she was crying. She cried because she really wants to go back to school. She really wants to go back to school. But I had to, to explain to her and I have to explain to her every conversation we have. It's not a matter that I don't want her to go back to school. And it's not that I'm being mean. I'm just being safe for her own benefit, you know, for her own benefit. 
you know it's not that i'm trying to keep her away from her friends or that i'm i'm afraid or any of that i'm just being cautious you know i'm not gonna allow somebody else's thinking to override my gut feeling and my gut feeling is that children do not need to be in these buildings so soon you know it's i mean let's be realistic they want to make an issue about about homeschooling or online schooling online schooling or homeschooling is not something that's new it's online schooling platforms across america that are working and are successful you know but you have a president and a secretary of education you know that don't know anything about education neither of them probably has a degree uh, for education or anything you know but they're making a call based on how they feel it ain't based on data it ain't based on that it's personal to them and see and here's the thing with it you know yeah my daughter she wants to go back to school you know and i would love to put her back in school but guess what these elected officials i guarantee you their children will not be in school buildings why because it's too risky like the president his son won't be going back to anybody's school he'll be getting tutored why because his father's the president can't afford for the child to get sick get around a president he gets sick everybody wherever they live in gets sick and then people that's protecting them get sick it's too much of a risk so no he won't be going to school secretary of education i don't know if she has school age children but guess what same premise her position is too important and they can't afford for her to get sick or whatever domino effect same thing with our elected officials our congressmen our representatives they're not sending their kids to, to school this year you know i love our governor here in michigan but i'm sure her daughter will not be going to anybody's school building this year and guess what all of these people i just named guess what they're going to be using tutors and guess who's going to be paying for that the taxpayers that they're not representing you know and how do i know because we pay taxes our taxes pay their salaries and if they take any portion of that salary and allocate it towards uh tutoring guess who's paying for that you me and the next man and we don't have the option you know of paying buying a tutor or, or paying for a tutor well some may have the option but the overriding majority don't have that option well my child is not going to school so so i'm gonna hire a tutor no we're gonna have to hustle and bustle and try to figure this thing out how we gonna make this work for our household and our kids so no you know the emotional effect that children are having i'm sure it's kids want to get back you know but again this is where parents have to step in and communicate with their child the seriousness of the situation and why they feel that they're not going to allow them to go back to the school bill i mean if it's about face-to-face -face interaction guess what then it's time for parents to start reconnecting with their children now it's time for them to start reconnecting with their children find out what they like and what they don't like and get them off youtube and facebook and and, and instagram and snapchat and all, and all snapchat whatever it is you know all of that stuff you know reconnect with your kid and find out what they like and what they dislike you know do more family oriented things talk to your child's friend your child friend's parents and see if it's some type of way you guys can come up with some idea where they can see each other it may be you have to meet at a park somewhere and they get to see people see their friends and their social distancing and all of that you know you have to get creative because it's just too serious you know out here to be like willy lump lump you know fifth question i got two more and i'll be done 
should parents be more cautious and have more lat longitude and latitude in deciding their child's educational safety without question you know without question it, it shouldn't be nobody else's choice but the parents whether or not they want to send their child back to the school building during this time you know and seeing the bad part and the thing that bothers me so much about the whole situation is because they're basically telling you that you need to send your kids back to school because if they're at home, they're not learning. So for a person like me that's educated, I went through the public school system. I got a college degree and I pretty much can understand or help my daughter, you know, get through any of her classroom assignments or subjects or whatever, you know, but they're basically telling you that you're not capable of educating your own child. So you have to send your child back to the school building if you want them to be educated that that to me that's disrespectful you know that's disrespectful i'm more than capable of making sure my child educates gets educated you know how how hard is it for you to to find a curriculum online and make sure that your child is logging in and see you can't you can't if the kids are not 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 getting you know educated or not learning anything online in this situation you can't blame anybody but the parents, you know, and then if you want to take it a step further, then when they shut the schools down, the school district should have some type of uh, a, a, a follow up system in place to where they could do wellness checks on the students. You know, they could do wellness checks on the students. You know, me personally, we're moving towards the 21st century technological age anyway. You know, everything, a lot more stuff is going to be virtual. You know, and we can't figure out how to do virtual learning. Come on, that doesn't make sense to me. We we can figure out technology for autonomous driving cars, but we can't figure out a virtual environment where kids can learn. That makes no sense to me. You know, it doesn't. And I hope that parents understand that it's your decision. It's not your senator's decision is not your congressman's decision it's not your president's decision it's not your judge decision it's not anybody's decision other than your own to determine whether or not you're going to send your child back to this, these school districts it's your decision you know and i would that parents would step up and speak up for their kids you know i, I mean to me and, and and people i'm gonna say this because the title of the the show is raise your voice and, and subtitle speak the truth even if it hurts i firmly believe this anybody that sends their child back to an unsafe situation and granted and i'm just talking about these places where you have high numbers of cases being reported to me that's just like saying you hate your child you know you hate your child you know because here's the thing you know being a parent you know what would it say about me if I'm a parent and I fed my child poison knowing that it was going to kill them and I but I did it anyway you know what type of parent would that what would that say about me as a parent you know that would say that I'm not a good parent you know I I, I don't think I, I'm not ra a rational parent right think about this situation the same way what type of parent what type of parent are you if for the say for you to be able to get your peace of mind, get your day back, your life back or whatever, you could sit up and drink your mimosas or do a rip and run the street like you were accustomed to doing when your kids were at school. If that is your sole purpose in getting your child back in school, guess what? 
that's terrible that's terrible parenting i understand parents have to have to work and this that or whatever but see that goes to show you that corporate america don't care about people either you know because if that was the case you know corporate america would be trying to uh be, become innovative where more of their their uh, um workforce can work from home especially working parent parents that have school age children you know working parents that have school age children it should be some type of consideration given the fact that you you know you are these people are risking their lives coming in so your so your generational wealth will can continue to spend you know but uh, me that, that that's just me you know the sixth question was who should be the decision makers on COVID-19 and education physicians scientists educators politicians or parents slash public opinion well guess what you can throw public opinion out the door because everybody's entitled to their opinion you know and ain't nobody else's opinion gonna make me decide that just because that person feels that way i'm gonna send my child back to school no you could throw that out the personal opinion that can go out the window you know pub public opinion that can go out the window now who needs to be making this decision or who should be who should we be listening to well first off you can't really trust anybody you know you have to do your own independence um, research I always say that all information is good information because you could take the information that's being that being shared you can hear what they are talking about you know and see if it makes sense and if it doesn't make sense then what are they not talking about that's what you need to be looking into you know that's why I say if they're pushing a vaccine and that's all I hear and I don't hear them talking about what you need to do to strengthen your immune system until we get to a place where we have something that in a form of a, of a shot to help combat this thing. Then we need to be looking into what we need to do to, to, to get our immune systems up to snuff to be able to stave off an attack by this virus. So, you know, the parents, so it, it should be the physicians and the scientists should be leading the, 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 um, the, the the decision and i say that because they are the ones that are familiar with with, with viruses and sickness and, and all of that and, and and what's needed and how to go about creating whatever is necessary to combat it then you need to listen to the concerns of the educators and the parents you know the politicians even the politicians don't have a say you know outside of them being a parent they don't have a say. The politicians need to hear all parties concerned and then be the backbone to implement policies and procedures to make sure the children are safe. They're not worrying about people. You know, they're worrying about the economy. They worrying about money. They're not worrying about people. They worrying about worrying about money and being reelected. You know, that that's that's sad. You know, that's really, really sad. You know them being reelected and making sure we have a thriving economy is more important than the lives of the people well i've said from the beginning i don't care if you have a thriving economy or not if you if people are dying or are dead who's going to spend the money who's going to shop last question and i'm gonna wrap with this is what would be the most appropriate form of educating children in the foreseeable future face-to-face -face, hybrid or completely online or virtually I, I think for right now 
the most effective way or the most appropriate way to educate children is from an online or virtual standpoint simply because this virus is constantly evolving and we don't really fully understand it you know and its effect on different genres you know or, or, or demographics you know especially when it comes to to, to certain number of uh, 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 people in certain age groups you know older people are more at risk than younger people but here's the problem with that and i said that said this in the conversation that one thing that's not taken into consideration a lot of school age children are being raised by grandparents so grandparents are immediately if they 50 and above they get put in a whole nother risk category so we want to send those kids to school possibly become infected and go home to their grandmother or grandfather or whomever is taking care of them that may be of age in that high-risk category that may have diabetes you know that may have high blood pressure hypertension you know that may have lupus or leukemia you know that may have some other underlying issues that may be uh, 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 on dialysis or whatever the case may be so those people don't matter either so face to face um schooling is not an option you know i i you know online virtual um schooling is the way to go in my opinion you know um i just don't think it, it, the situation is safe enough for kids to be back in these buildings to um for face to face learning excuse me you know and and, and, it, and and me really trying to answer this question you know it's perplexing you know because again as i said i i want my daughter to be back in the normal phase of uh, uh or normal way of education you know but if it means that i'm gonna have to figure out what i need to do from my perspective to make sure that she's doing what's necessary for her to actually be learning and which I can pretty much I I trust my kid you know and plus her mom she works from um home anyway you know and and my employer is pretty much flexible you know as far as in these times you know working from home and working on site and I've already been having that conversation with them because ultimately I, you know I, again I understand the dynamic that parents need to go to work you know and and as I said in a symposium what I think needs to happen is for us a, as a community in these situations right now we need to get back to the village mentality I, how does that work you know I, I don't know if we need to set up some type of co-op situations where you know parents get together with children uh, same um, grade levels and find a curriculum that works for everybody you know and though and whomever is able to monitor the situation you know if you have to do a zoom session where you're sitting in like you're the teacher in the class you know if you only have six people in your zoom session you know they're doing the work and you can monitor them they got the camera on things of that nature they doing work if they have a question they can raise their hand and you can answer the question or, or uh, the best you can or even with some of these online learning platforms you know they have that one-on-one -on -one, you know dynamic 
and then from that whole situation again for if we if we want to have interaction where kids can do something with their friends or whatever we have to get creative in the fact that how can we allow them to meet up where they can practice social distancing understanding we can't do all that hugging and all of the stuff that we used to used to doing in, in times past because we have a new norm so you know it, it, we have to get creative i just don't feel like we need to be putting our children in these situations that if we be perfectly honest we know it's not safe you know irregardless to what the politicians say irregardless to what the numbers say and all of that you know if you want your kid to interact get outside get some germs and all this that or whatever go outside you know play in the grass you know do whatever you need to do outside allow the the natural bacteria in the atmosphere to see like me right now i have i have allergies you know and and this year you know my allergies haven't given me issues in, in, in a while like they have this year and i know that part of it is due to the fact that i'm wearing a mask which again you know that is part of the issue because in sending these kids back to the traditional way of learning you're gonna have the same parents that feel like they shouldn't have to wear a mask when they're in public they're gonna send their children to school and say that they don't want their children wearing a mask so how do we address that situation because little sally little joe or little deborah or little eric his parents don't want him to wear a mask because they feel like it's violating his civil liberties or whatever. So because he doesn't want to wear one, does does that do we allow that to happen and put everybody else in jeopardy? Or do we look at it? Well, you're not wearing a mask and I'm wearing a mask, so I should be OK, because if, if I just feel like this, you know, especially when it comes to the public thing to be to be considerate because that approach even though we all and trust me i i worked in a foundry and i understand you know the fir very first thing we learned working in a foundry was the fact that wearing respirators and wearing masks for extended periods of time caused health issues you know and i learned I, I learned this the hard way back then back then 25 years ago where i was having a sinus infections throat irritations issues breathing you know because of wearing a mask or wearing a respirator you know and they said it up front wearing it for extended periods of time you're gonna have respiratory issues nasal issues throat issues and things of that nature and i'm suffering from that right now because my job requires me to wear the mask but because i am considerate of the next person i will be inconvenienced until we can get to the other side of this you know, I will be inconvenienced, you know, so it, it, it doesn't matter to me. You know, I, I'm thinking about the next person. I'm not so much thinking about myself, even though I could be selfish, like a lot of other people being selfish. You know, it's not going to inconvenience me. I may come out of my office for five or 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops a day on my job. So for that 15 minutes while I'm out on the floor doing whatever I need to do, I'll wear my mask. But if I'm in my office, I'm not going to wear my mask because nobody's coming in and out of my office. So, you know, it, 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 we're acting, you know, again, online learning, we're acting like it's something new. You know, all we have to do is just figure out the meat. If parents want to send their kids back to school, they feel comfortable, then that should be an option. <clears throat> I'm not taking that away. If parents don't want to send their children back to school, 
then they should have an online option within the school district because the the biggest issue is that if we don't get to a place where we come up with something that's going to protect people against this thing especially when it comes to kids you know if these school districts don't have an online option for the children parents will pull those kids out of those schools and put them in some type of online learning situation which means that come count day because Victoria or or Charles or Izzy or Dylan is not in the classroom but in the seat that's less money that they get from the state or the federal government on count day and if that becomes an issue guess what they're gonna wind up having to lay off um, teachers staff they're gonna have to cut services and all of that stuff is, is that something that we need to be having a conversation about right now no so I feel like you know if, if they want to do in school let the parents that want to send their kids back to school send their kids back to school you know and the parents that don't want to send their kids back to school let them have an online option you know so that's all I got to say folks you know as I always tell you I appreciate your time for listening to the um the podcast you know i have an option you know to leave a message you know chime in tell me how you feel about this situation and as i have conversation about this matter moving forward hey i may introduce your your question in the next podcast so with that being said continue to pray plan and prepare stay vigilant stay safe peace and i'm out